want to uh, go into the Word of God and the same Word that changed my life. And I thank God for the sustaining power of the Word of God. When I was newly saved in 1975, uh, somebody told me, uh, God told me, uh, you know, we know this thing works uh, because uh, uh, we didn't think anyone like you could be saved. You're too wicked. You were too wicked. And I wasn't sure how long I would last as a Christian. But I knew I'd found the truth. And I wanted God to keep me. I want to see God face to face. As a pastor, this is just my service to God. My first thing is to see my master when he's all over. This thing is real. It was real then when I received him. He's still real today. It's such a precious thing. Now it hurts me what I'm hearing in, in the United States of America. That possibly maybe 10% of Americans today believe that the Bible is truly the word of God. It's a frightening thing. Because until you believe that this book is the word of God. You will not know the reason why you're here. The Bible is the greatest revelation given to man. Father, I thank you. Spirit of the living God. Speak to our hearts today. And help us to receive from our God. What he has made available to us. Jesus you said I came that you might have life. And that that you might have it more abundantly. Lord reveal that to us today. In Jesus name. Amen. God walks through his word. That's the only way God does his things. He doesn't have any other way of doing anything but by his word. And when you decide you are not going to believe this word, you have done yourself a great disservice. You will continue to walk through life in ignorance and in darkness. The day I've discovered that this book is the book of God, that God gave this book, he changed my life. I grew up knowing fully well that there is voodoo power. Americans don't believe much in voodoo, but I experienced it. I knew of the power of Satan growing up. I knew it. I knew it was there. I didn't know how to deal with it. Didn't even understand what it was. But I saw the power and the activity associated with it. And it scared me, but there was no one to run to. And I lived my life trying to get away from the voodoo doctors, afraid, experiencing demonic presence at night sometimes, and wondering what was going on, things that I couldn't see with my eyes, 
I knew there must be a God somewhere, but where is he? How do I get to him? How can I find protection from all of these forces? What is it about life? I don't understand life. Why am I here? What's my purpose here? Why am I on the earth? And where am I going? It's funny. But it was an experience after I started believing that possibly this book is a book from God. That I saw literally and experienced the power of Satan for real. I'm not kidding you. That drove me straight to God. When I saw and realized there is a devil in this world. Forces that I can't see. That could influence people's lives and make you act in a way that you hate. And do things that you don't approve of. So you do it in darkness because you know it's wrong. When I saw a literal manifestation of satanic power right before my, li- my eyes and in my own life. Things happening to me that I have no control. I ran to God. And I have not looked back since then. Because I'm still aware there is a devil in this world. He doesn't want you to know. You won't know. If you don't believe that this book is from God. And that's what's happening today. You know, the devil, he's so scared of the word of God. He knows the power of the word of God. He knows it. Now, he's trying to burn Bibles. I mean, you've heard about that. People burning Bibles, people just wake up, let's burn Bibles. They get so angry at Bibles, and they burn Bibles. And they, 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 they try that, that doesn't work. Well, let's kill the Christians. Let's torture them. He's tried everything, and nothing has worked for him. So now what he's doing, he's trying to discredit the word of God. He went back to his old trick. Did God say, you know what? That's what he did with Eve. Did God say? And so now people are making mockery of the word of God. Some Christians say, well, I believe God, but others don't believe that everything is, is literally from God. It's, it's man wrote it. You're dumb. How could you tell what part of it really is written by God and then the part that is not written by God? How could you tell that? It's going to depend on your own wisdom. To decide what, which, what part of the world is really from God and the part that is not from God, you're deceived. The deceiver has gotten you. That's what's happening today. Many are saying they don't believe anymore that the whole Bible is truly from God. The greatest revelation given to man. Is the word of God. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. There are things that God has decided to keep secret to himself. Jesus said to his disciples, There are many things that I want to say to you, but you cannot handle them now. You can't. There's no way you can handle them. So he kept them to himself. Until another time. 
The Bible tells us, Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. The things that God has decided to keep secret to himself, they, those things belong to him. But the things that are revealed, they belong to us and to our children forever. If they belong to us, then God is giving us tools with which to live by, by revelation. The things revealed are the tools by which we live. The Bible is a book of light. What that means is the Bible confers wisdom and understanding about life itself. So if you don't understand and you don't know the Bible, you will live your life in darkness and in ignorance. And those that are doing, living that way and claiming to be wise, the Bible say, has an answer for that. Professing to be wise, they became fools, the Bible says. The Bible is a book of life. If you ignore the word of God, you ignore your destiny. And you destroy your destiny. The Bible tells us in Psalm 2, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For or because you have magnified your word above all your name. And you know what the word of God says. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. But the word of God says God has magnified his word. That's the Bible, the scripture that God has given to us. God has magnified his word above all his name. If you ignore the word of God, you ignore your life. You ignore life. If you dishonor the word of God, you destroy your destiny. Because God has magnified his word above all of his, all of his name. The Bible is not a storybook. The Bible is not a storybook. It's not a book to teach people morals. And that's not what it is. The Bible is the revelation of the Son of God. You can only know God through what is written here. You can't live a moral life that's acceptable to God by just trying to follow. No, you need Jesus. Jesus is the Word of God. That's why if you dishonor the word of God, you dishonor God. Jesus said, this is the Father's commandment. That all men may, will honor the Son as they honor the Father. That's what Jesus said. That all men may honor the Son as they honor the Father. And the Bible says in the beginning was the Word, the Word of God. The Word was with God and the Word was God. Jesus was that Word. And God is saying you must honor the Son, the Word of God, as you honor the Father. So if you dishonor the Word of God, if you ignore the Word of God, you ignore God Himself. And you never see life. But you will only walk in ignorance on the earth. 
See, God has given us light. Anyone can come to know the Lord. It's not a difficult thing. Anyone, little children. Jesus said we should come as little children. No question. When we come as little children and we don't care, we just say, God, I believe. I understand. Teach me. You begin to see God. I tell you what, when people say they don't feel God, I know they're telling the truth. When they say, well, I don't see God anywhere. I don't feel him. How can you prove there is a God? And they're telling the truth. God will not reveal himself to them. Because God will only make himself manifest through his word. And if you don't believe his word, you're not acting on his word, you won't feel his presence. He won't be there with you. The word is so important for us. The reason why the word is important is because God does not do anything apart from his word. The whole creation he made through the word. When God desired to create the universe, he did it by his word. And he tells us this in Genesis The very first book of the Bible, very clearly. And God said, and God said, and God said, God does nothing. Everything that you see came about because of his word. God spoke them into being. And then that same word became a man. The Bible says Jesus Christ came into the world. The the word was made flesh and he dwelt among us. Jesus was the word of God that created the world. John chapter 1 verse 10 says all things were made by him. All things were made by him. And then he came to be with us. Took our form to teach us how to come back to God. And have the life of God. That's what God wants for us. You know I said initially I used to be scared of voodoo doctors. Before I found Christ. A little demon manifests itself in my room and I'm shaking. They have to shake right now for me when I come around. Amen. I'm no longer, after I received Jesus into my life, we had difficulty in our home because my family didn't understand what had happened to me. They thought something, they gave me something. We always believe they give you something to eat. You know, they poisoned him or gave him some food to eat. Now his life is changed. Now he goes to church. He doesn't want to talk about anything. And in those days, they believe if you read the Bible too much, you, lost, you lose your mind. And they were sure I had lost my mind. They even told my wife so. <laughs> so is that one that got married, the one that's crazy, that was crazy in those days? And my wife said, were you crazy before? <laughs> Where did you get that from? Some lady was talking about it. That's crazy man. He's gotten married. The crazy man got married. And she says, I need to talk to you. In private. Tell me the truth. Tell, I just want to know the truth. I'm not going to be mad at you. Were you nuts before you met me? <laughs> and I said, where did you get that from? So well, I was standing out there and some ladies were discussing about you getting married and they said the one who used to be crazy, he's married. And I only got crazy because I got born again. I knew it. Everyone talked about it in town. I couldn't change it. Amen. You just live with it. And then they took me to the voodoo doctor. They said, the voodoo doctor is going to get him back. He'll be normal. And when I got to that voodoo doctor, 
I looked at the voodoo doctor. You know, in those days, I had to, I had to speak I, because I read that scripture where Jesus said, "If you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father in heaven." And I took that literal, and I still do. I believe every time I tell you about the Lord Jesus, even as I'm doing right now, Jesus is saying, "That's my boy. That's my boy over there." Amen. So I took that literally and so I had to talk to somebody every day about Jesus so that Jesus will mention my name in heaven uh, that particular day. So when I got to the voodoo doctor, he was my victim to help my name mentioned in heaven. So I said to the voodoo doctor, before you do anything, I know they've paid you. Before you do anything, I want you to give me some time so I can minister to you. I said, you know, you voodoo doctor, I know they brought me to you, but you have more problems than I have. You know, you have more troubles than I have. Let me give you Jesus first. And he was looking at me like... Hmm. So I gave him Jesus. I was happy. I was really young then, and I've lost some hair since that time. I gave him Jesus. He was looking at me like that. And I said, okay, I'm not going to ask you to receive the Lord, okay? Because you're a voodoo doctor. But now you're free to do what they paid you to do. Go ahead. You want to give me something to drink? Bring it on. I knew that the bad Jesus had said, they shall drink deadly poison, right? And they shall not hurt them. Bring your poison. I like to drink them. And I told him, he was looking at me like, huh? And I was going, come on, do your work. They paid you, come on. He's like, I said, this guy is, he's dumb. He doesn't know what he's doing. I'm kidding. So I said, uh, when you're ready, give me some time. I'm going to the village, and I'm, since God has brought me to this village, he must have brought me here to witness and turn the whole village to Christ. Amen, no kidding. So I went out preaching from door to door. And they got me in And I can go into the story, but by the next morning, they chained me down to the wall. But the next morning, there was not a piece of chain left on my body. And the voodoo doctor told my mom, I want this boy out of my, my facility. Get him out of here. Here is your money. Just get him out. I want him out. Jesus is real. Jesus is real. He is alive. That's why I have no fear. Till tomorrow, I got no fear of anything. I am right with my Lord. He's with me. I'm not holy. He made me righteous. Amen. And he was willing to make everyone righteous. He walks through his word. Until you believe the word and live by the word, you will not know life. This is the book of life. You know, the most precious gift that God has given to mankind is the gift of faith. That's apart from His Son. Because only through faith you can get to know God and receive from God. Faith is the only thing you can use to do business. For transaction with God. No other thing. Tears will not work with God. He feels sorry for you. But he won't work. He, he says he won't do anything. 
The Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. You can't please Him. You can cry, you can beg, you can scream, fall on the floor. He just will not do anything. He won't move unless you apply faith. And faith is just believing that God will do what He said He will do. Simple. And acting on it. That's all. But you cannot have Bible faith on your own. The Bible tells us, For by grace are you saved through faith. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. And that faith is not of yourself. He didn't come from you. He was never there. He came from God. It's the gift of God. Not as a result of works. You can't make it happen. Not as a result of works. It is the gift of God. Not as a result of works, so nobody can boast about it. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So it takes faith for you to be delivered. It takes faith for your name to be written in the book of life. God has two books. In heaven, there is one book for his special children. It's called the book of life. And then there is another book for the rest of them. If your name is not in the book of life, your name is going to be found in the other book. And God is going to throw the other book with everyone in that book away from himself. I'm glad my name is in that special book. And your name is in there too. Amen. The only way to get your name in that book is through faith. But you can never conjure up faith in your own heart. The Bible says, Romans 10 verse 17, Faith comes by hearing and hearing by, God, by the word of God. God does everything through his word. That's why Satan is attacking the world today. That's why he's belittling the world today. That's why he's making people feel like Christians are nuts. They just have this narrow, they tell me all the time, you are so narrow-minded. You hear, have, you, have they told you that? Am I the only narrow-minded person? Yeah. If that's the case, I'll repent. No, I won't. I'll stay my night. Because the Bible says narrow is that path. That leads to life. So I like my narrow-mindedness. They think they are smart. And they are in the broad. I have a broad mind. Oh yes, you are in the broad way. Jesus said that way leads to destruction. I don't want to go that way. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You can't have faith until you are open to the word of God. You will not touch God. You will not feel God. You will not experience God until you hear the word of God. Until you put all your prejudices aside. Until you begin to say, yes, give me the word. Teach me. And when you listen to the master, just as Mary sat before Jesus and Jesus said, she has chosen the best part. You choose that best part. And then faith comes into your life. And if faith in God's word, the word of God will make you. It's amazing, you know, when you listen to people. They said, you know, you narrow-minded, ignorant Christians, Christians, you believe in that book? 
And yet if you ask them, are you, are you saying that you are smarter than Jesus? They say, what do you mean smart? I'm not, there's no man that you will find anywhere in the world that will boldly say that, well, I'm smarter than Jesus. Have you heard that? You heard that? Even the greatest of unbelievers today cannot get on CNN and say, well, I just want to tell you, Mr. Larry King, that I am smarter than Jesus. Guess what? Most people will shut that television. Even unbelievers will shut off that television. We don't want to listen to that idiot. Say, who does he think he is? You're not saying, yeah, he's smarter than Jesus. And if they turn it on, his face is still there. They turn it back off. He's stupid. How could he say he's smarter than Jesus? You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But the same people who don't believe that they are smarter than Jesus think they are so smart, they don't have to believe in the word of God. But Jesus believed the book. Jesus believed in this book. He read from the book. He quoted the book. So how smart are you? How smart are you? If Jesus believed and lived his life by the book, and you're not, and you're really smart? When Jesus was tempted, what did he say? He says in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Think about it. That's Jesus saying. Jesus said, it is written. In other words, the book, the Bible is his authority. It is written. And he was speaking to Satan, who was trying to discredit the word of God. It is written. That's my authority. Jesus said, it is written. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now, if you've been born, I don't know how long you've been living, but you have not been living by the word of God, you have not been eating bread, the bread of the word of God, uh, you're so malnourished. You got no life. How could you live this long without, without the word of God? Man does not live by bread alone. Jesus believed in the word of God. But he's telling you, if you want to live life, you need the word of God. You will never really live life the way God intended you to live unless you have taken in the word of God. If the word of God is food, how many of you can stay without food for 40 days? But some have stayed for 40 years without food for their spirit. They fed their flesh from God's goodness, but they've left their spirits lean and dry. Today is the day for you to give life by making that one decision. I'm going to let go for the word of God. Amen. The word of God is what brings salvation. The word of God is seed. First Peter 1.23 says, I haven't been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible. Through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. The word of God lives and abides forever. If you put in the word of God, that word of God will change you. If you place the word of God, place the word of God in the, in the lives of your children, that word will make them. The word lives forever. 
He lives and abides forever. That's what we do. We try to put the word of God in people's heart. We share the word of God everywhere we go. We want to leave them with some word of God, with some food. To eat something that will give them life. And this word is incorruptible. The word will never die. And the word will bring life every time the word is spoken. Many people have mental accent towards the word of God. Oh. They said they believe the Bible, but they don't really believe the Bible. They just said, well, this is what we believe. Well, if you believe it, you act it out. If you believe that this building is on fire, you run, you won't listen to me, you'll be out trying to get out the door. If somebody says the building is on fire, and you look at the guy and he sounds credible, and I'm saying, stay, just stay back here. I'm going to tell you, you stay, pastor. The building is burning. I'm out of here. Because you believe it. Even though you haven't seen the fire, you just believe. If you believe, you act on it. If you say you believe and you're not acting on it, that's a clear indication you don't. You really don't. Somebody told me after the first service, he said, this is the way. He says, let me follow you for three days. Don't tell me what you believe. Just let me follow you around for three days. I'll tell you what you believe. Don't give mental accent to God's word. If you cannot repeat with confidence from your heart, and if you cannot act on what God says, you don't believe it. That's just the truth. You just have a mental accent in your, in your own mind. That's what the Bible tells us. Romans 10 verse 18, 8 through 10. It says, but what does it say? The word is near you. Again, God does everything through his word. The word is near you in your mouth. And in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. What we are preaching is the word of faith. When you hear it, according to his divine purpose, the word goes past your head into your heart, and then it comes back to your mouth for you to say something. And if you can't say it with confidence, you really don't believe it. You may think you believe it in your head. That's why mental accent fakes faith. It's not true faith, and it will not work. It says in verse 9 that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Two things. If you believe with your heart, with all of your heart. And if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Let me see your hand up. Yes, you all believe that Jesus is the Son of God. How many believe that he died and he's back up from the dead? He's, he rose again. How many believe with all your heart? You don't have any doubt. Let me see your hand. Yes, you do. But what is left is you are not saying it. With confidence. He says, if you believe in your heart, with all of your heart, not in your mind, not, not the mental accent, in your heart. If you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, you believe and you confess with your mouth. Then you will be saved. Sometimes all that's missing is you haven't said something. You haven't made it known that you believe. So that Satan is aware that that's a believer. It's in your heart. He doesn't know that. 
But once it comes out of your mouth, maybe just telling people. When I go to crusades, I tell them, tell your, tell your neighbor. Tell them, I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. That one word will bring joy of heaven into your heart. I know that. I've experienced it. Just saying it. It's a miracle. Because Jesus paid the price. Once you say it from your mouth, out of confidence, sometimes timidly, you say, I know Jesus is my Lord. I am a, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus. He's my Lord and Savior. It comes out of your mouth. The Holy Spirit takes over. Amen. God does everything through His Word. Success in life is through the Word. God wants us to be successful. And in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, He tells us this, This book of the law, that's the Word of God, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may be able to do everything that is written therein. The only way you can live the Christian life is to speak what God has, said, has spoken in His Word. You repeat it. Meditation is not just sitting down and just going, oh, that's no meditation. That's being stupid. Okay. Meditation is muttering to yourself what God has said. And the Bible says, do that day and night. Regardless of what's happening in your life, you're looking to what God has said day and night. You're saying it. He says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, only then, you will make your way prosperous. And then, you will have, in this present life, good success. You see, the Bible doesn't, is, uh, believing in Jesus is not uh, just having a ticket uh, to go to heaven. It's not an escape to heaven. It's for you to live a successful life here on earth. That's where people... It's for you to be successful. God wants you to be successful. And it says that we should seek first the kingdom of God. That's the way to do it. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6 verse 33. Seek first. You're a human being. God brought you into this world. Are you seeking God first? Are other things more important to you than the God who made you? You will never find true life until you make God first in your life. And then, it's like giving Him the tithe. You got the native to yourself. If you don't give the tithe, you lose everything. When you give Him that part of his, your life first, then the rest of it, you can live life large. Give him first. Now Luke chapter 6 verse 38 says, Give and it shall be given unto you. You want to be proud? Principle, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall men give to your bosom. That's what the Bible says. The first thing to give is your life. You want to be successful, prosperous? The first thing to give is your life. And you give it with total abandonment. I'm giving everything. I'm not holding anything back. That's what I've done. In the name of Jesus, I'm holding nothing back. Don't care what people think. Don't care their opinions. Sometimes it affects you, amen. <laughs> but move out of it immediately. I just want to know my God. 
And because he has promised me greatness, I will be because of him. Amen. So give your life. Give everything to him. Hold nothing back. You got nothing to fear. I don't have any fears today. My future is good. And for my kids, sure. The kids of the Ark Fellowship, sure. Because of God. Amen. It's when you hesitate that you put yourself in trouble. Jesus said everyone that puts his hand on the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. When you hesitate, you are not meet for God's use. God will not reveal himself to you. I like this scripture and I'll close. He said, in that day, so many people believed on the Lord Jesus. But Jesus did not give himself to them. Knowing what was in man. He knew they were not very committed. But when you commit totally, he'll give himself. He gave himself to the disciples. He called them friends. How many want to be God's friend? Amen. Would you stand up with me today? Thank you, Jesus. Bow your head with me. It's never too late to make a decision for God. Never too late. It's never too late. You can make that right decision today. Day is the day. Uh, he, uh, first Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 6. He says, today is the day. Verse 2. Now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. This is the day that God has touched your heart. You felt it inside of you. That's God wooing you and saying, I need you. Come to me. I want you. I want to be with you. That's what he's saying. You want to make that decision for God today. That you want to give everything to Him. You're holding nothing back. You're saying to God today, I will not hold back anymore. I don't care who, what they think or who thinks whatever. I'm going to give myself to God. I want to know God more than I know Him today. I want to know God. If that's you, can I see your hand up please? Let me see your hand up. You want to know God more. You put your hand up. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody, anybody else? Well, put your hand up. You're giving everything to the Lord Jesus today. Thank you. Now you're standing there. And you're making a commitment to the Lord. In your heart. What I'd like you to do is tell the person that's next to you that you have made a commitment and you are not holding back. Would you do that? Say to the person right next to you if you mean that. Thank you, Jesus. Let's raise our hands up before the Lord. I'm going to call our prayer partners to, be, to come out here. If you have a need in your life, 
maybe you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Or maybe there is something that you want God, a need in your life that you need God to meet. Or you just need God in your life and you want to know Him better. The orders are open. Raise your hand up. You can come as we close. You can come to our prayer partners and we'll pray, pray with you and for you. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for those that raise up their hands today. And some have done it in their heart. Lord, help them to be bold. And to declare your name openly. Without shame. Without fear. Touch your people today. Multiply your blessings upon their lives. As they go. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. The altars are open.